0: Ladies and gentlemen, the recipient of the National Jefferson Award and the number one New York Times best-selling author, your host, Dave Pelzer. Hello, America and the world at large. This is your host, Dave Pelzer. As always, the the pleasure and privilege of speaking to you in my own voice, attempting to try to save America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. And as I always want to begin by thanking you. Again, everybody is busy, particularly now that we are in full swing in the holiday season. And a very different holiday season. We'll discuss more here in a few minutes. You know, year of our Lord, 2021, on hopefully the back end of COVID. So my very, very, very best to you and your families, your loved ones, your work friends, your friends, your neighbors, anybody you know, your homework assignment, spread good cheer. Give a little. Thanksgiving. Give a little of yourself more than normal. Again, because, you know, we're, we're stepping out of this monstrous virus. It's done so much damage to, to so many people. And I know how busy you are trying to maintain your livelihood, keep the kids in order. There's always something to worry about, whether the kids or the car or dentistry or sports with the kids or something, something, something. There's always something. We have a saying in the fire department, the world will always be on fire. There's always going to be either fire or floods or something. Or in politics, I learned recently through reading some books, read uh, a few of Bob Woodward's books, latest books. I got the third book of the trilogy and I'm reading uh, da, 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 only I can solve this. <laughs> and there's a saying in politics, you know, there's dynamite behind every door and you just don't want to be the fuse. So I thank you for your generous time and sincerity and caring to listen to the show. I hope it makes a difference. Obviously, I'm not your best host ever. We'll never attempt to try to be that, but I always attempt to try to give you my absolute best. I do apologize if you're fairly new to the show. Uh, I used to do a show every 10 days or so, but I'm very, very, very busy with a project, a writing project that I'm trying to wrap up. And uh, we'll talk more about that later on another show, perhaps. But it is the most gruesome uh, writing project I've had. It's the most haunting writing project I've ever attempted. And at the same time, it is the most amazing love story. So thank you for your thoughts and prayers. And again, thank you for listening. So as always in the show, before we kind of dive into it, how are you? You know, whenever I say that question... I picture myself sitting down with a cup of coffee, looking outside and going, "Ah." so again, how are you? How are you coping with the end of the year? You know, we're in the silly season, as some people call it. You know, and a lot of people have a tendency, particularly before COVID, to rush around, to rush around, to rush around. I remember uh, a few years ago, watching people uh, uh, eat their Thanksgiving meal and immediately go out. to to go to Kmart, Walmart, and these places, you know, that open up at midnight so you can get five cents off something that you really don't need or really want. It's amazing. I mean, if you look at how much time and energy we waste on simple, stupid, needless things, ladies and gentlemen. Now because of Amazon, you know, it's different. Or hopefully now because of COVID, we really hopefully have aligned ourselves on what is truly important in our lives. Notice there's a saying about stress. If there's nothing you can do about the problem, don't stress it. Just let it go. And I know people get stressed out all the holiday season. So it's so important that you, as always, take care of yourself. You can't take your family or friends or do the business that you need to do unless you take care of yourself first. So please go out there and exercise a little bit. You know, take your little walkies. Sit outside with a glass of wine and look at God's beauty, His grace, you know, take some time and take care of yourself. I truly, truly mean this, because even when we officially get out of COVID, I don't know, maybe a year or so, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, they're, 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 they're pumping out vaccines and booster shots or trying to get to the heart of this thing. But I want to make sure that you are able to take care of yourself, because it's going to be a while. Mental health is going to be a huge issue. So it's almost like this. Get ahead of it. I know people like myself, I attempt to try to think about the idea of contemplating of losing weight before the holiday season. But I think I'm already three pounds ahead of that. (laughs) I'm on the other side of that right now. But I just want you to think about that. And some people might be alone this holiday season. And, And I recommend that you step up and step out of your shell, your protective shell. There's always something to do, particularly in Thanksgiving. There's always a center that you can maybe help serve meals. Or maybe you can cook, uh, cook up a batch and give it to family and friends or neighbors that aren't doing so well, in a sense. I think this Thanksgiving should be extremely special. We'll talk more about that right now because the COVID factor, ladies and gentlemen, as of yesterday... 770,000 deaths in the United States alone. And we're losing approximately 1,900 people a day. So this thing hasn't really... There's there's a little spike right now. and The experts are saying it's in part because of the, the cold weather. It spreads more in cold weather. It's just a terrible thing, but I will say this, and I'm not trying to minimize the situation, but taking a deep breath and exhaling... What a difference a year makes! Isn't that a good statement? I'm not trying to again, because you still got those doctors and nurses and specialists in the hospitals. You still have your first responders and ambulance and EMTs and EMRs and paramedics out there. There's children wearing masks and teachers trying to teach and everybody's trying to, to to somehow adjust. But at the same time, what a difference a year makes! So I'm saying this year, and I'll say it a few more times in the show, take a moment to give thanks of where you were at last year and where we are at today. Uh, I, I know when I worked, started working with people in program, new into program, you know, uh, on recovery, one of the first rules they teach Is is that like you can't really, uh, if you're single, don't date for a year. If you're single, get plants. (laughs) If you're single and you're doing okay with plants, uh, maybe get a dog or a cat. And after a year, if the plants and the animals are alive, you're ready to date. And, and when I first heard of this, uh, back in my day, I was just a very busy person. I was on the road 200, 250, one year over 300 days a year on the road. And my schedule would be packed four, five, seven appointments in a 24 hour period. I felt like Superman. I would actually get into hotel ele- elevators and start to undress, take off my tie, unbutton my shirt down to my undershirt, this wagon, run down the hall, <laughs> change. You know, wash my face, comb my hair, bam, off again. Unbelievable. And my time was extremely valuable. I allowed things to compound, which is not healthy. I allowed things to compound, compound, compound. Now my big thing uh, is, is like this writing project and working out and working on the house or doing this and doing that. I'm not trying to, you know, gang up on my schedule. My time is too valuable. Your time is too valuable. But again, what a difference a year makes. Take time for yourself, please. Another piece of homework assignment. This Thanksgiving, take five. Take seven small micro moments and look at others as they come to your house or you go to their house. Be silent, be still, and receive. And the best people that teach us this are the kids. They're so full of joy and energy, and they're ignorant. They're ignorant. <laughs> have no idea what's going on I'm sure they can feel the pressure from last year it's I'm i I have no idea what's going to happen when these five to seven year old kids that are today you know read about what really happened five ten twenty years from now and how desperate things were in a sense and how scared the parents were and if you have kids ladies and gentlemen you know hats off to you homeschooling those kids keeping them busy as you are trying to work, as you're trying to do the laundry, as you're trying to escape to go into supermarket and grab an extra thing of toilet paper and fresh milk. God bless you. And that's the thing about life. You really don't know how valuable something is in your life unless you almost lose it or unless you know it's taken away from you, whether it's health or a job or something happened to the kids. Or just an unexpected accident or, 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 or that, that phone call, that unexpected phone call that changes your life. You know, and I think that's the one blessing. I'm going on a riff here. I think that's the one. I got a lot of blessings from my mom. I really did. People scratch their head when I say that. I think about it. She made me want it more. She made me fight for everything I had more, whether it was oxygen or scraps of food, clothing, a uh, uh, blanket, sheets, the smallest thing, uh, 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 the, the rays of the sun to warm my body outside when I was sitting on top of rocks, you know, and, and the dead of winter, and a ray of sun would warm me up. She made me want it more, and because what happened to me last uh, about two years ago my divorce I mean it's a different world for me and I'm trying to adjust and day by day you know taking brighter better steps and I think I'm doing okay I think I'm actually doing pretty good and part of that is the show. Sometimes when I feel downtrodden you know I try to do a show or or I, I, I look at other people that are not doing well and try to you know make their lives a little bit better you know maybe maybe buy them a subway sandwich, or at least not, say hello or ask the checkout girls at the local supermarket, Safeway, how are you doing? How is your family? And one lady, God bless you, she says, thank you for asking. And she will just talk to me for a good 30 seconds. And I'm going, well, ma'am, God bless you, and I'll, I'll pray for you, and you have a nice day. And it makes her feel better, and she can spread that warmth and that kindness. To me, that's what Thanksgiving is. We take a moment not to just gorge ourselves, not to just watch the college or NFL football games. Maybe watch the nice parade, in a sense. But I really think Thanksgiving is about giving thanks. Thanks for our health and our others and our lives. Thanks that we have food on the table, in a sense. I think sometimes we, we forget how lucky we have things. Which kind of, you know, reminds me of a story. I remember... Uh, Young Squire, Stephen, my son extraordinaire, when uh, he was uh, younger and his teenager, and and, and and he had that broodiness to him. He was, you know, kind of just like he would stay in his room all day. I'm going, come on, Stephen, let's go out. Let's play catch. Let's let's, let's drive around. Let's do something. No, stay in my room, man. Leave me alone. Okay, whatever. And he would fly down uh, uh, during Thanksgiving vacation from Northern California to Southern California. And uh, what I used to do is I used to fly up to meet him in Sacramento and then fly him down with me and then vice versa. And it was like, oh, my God. But he got to the age and stage. I said, I can't hold your hand anymore. You're going to fly down. Your mom's going to drop you off. It's a a, direct flight. You're going to be fine. I'll meet you, blah, blah, blah. And he'd come to the house. Nice house, beautiful house, lots of things we can do. He'd just stay in his room. And, you know, I kind of should have been more assertive, uh, but I wanted to give him a space. And I would tell them, you know, okay, now tomorrow is Thanksgiving. I'm going to take you out to dinner, but we're going to go to Martha's Village in the Coachella Valley. And Martha's Village is a place that uh, uh, they they take in some homeless folks, particularly single moms. And they have a daycare center, a little health uh, uh, center for them. And and they give them schooling on jobs and applications. And and they really try to, it's an all-in-one, all-inclusive thing that get people on their way. Martha's Village, an amazing place in the Coachella Valley in Southern California. And I've known the people there for years since I was down there. And, and they have a huge Thanksgiving lunch dinner. Huge. It's amazing. And I know I was talking to Stephen on the way down there, like, hey, we're going to do this today. Oh, man, I don't know, man. It's going to suck. I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe he didn't say that, but he was still brutish, you know. Ugh. And I was smart enough not to press because I knew when I made this one turn, you know, and if his eyes weren't down, you know, on his little computer game, whatever he was playing at the time, he would see it. And and by by the luck of God he did. And he looked at me and I gave him a nod. I said, Yeah. Yeah, this is real. We saw a mile and a half of people waiting for Martha's village to open. Dad, is this yeah. These people wait three or four days. And what they do is uh, 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 they work in the fields, and they leave a family member here, to just keep them in line, and they'll camp out with little to nothing so they can have a nice, warm meal. Well, how many, what do you mean? They get one meal, Steve. One meal. And there are literally thousands of these people with their children and with their aunts and uncles or relatives you know, and, 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 and he, it kind of got to him. And the job that we had, that I had before I, I involved Stephen, was called uh, the rapper. The rapper is that the, the folks get in queue, get in line, and they can get, you know, a nice, nice, nice meal. You know, anything they want, they load up a plate. And some of them go back for seconds, which is fantastic. And some of them, which were really smart, they smarted up pretty quick, these folks, God bless them, is they take food to go. <laughs> And so what we do before they come in is I take these huge sheets of, of all aircraft <laughs> steel-like aluminum foil, you know, and it's for a little small plate, but I, I, I do it like three by three. Because what you do is you wrap under the plate and then wrap it on top, boom, boom. And, 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 and I was able to wrap up one plate in three seconds. And when Stephen came down, I said, we're going to be wrappers. And it's the worst job because you get dirty. There's food every place. And 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 you know, you're gonna wear a nice shirt and pants, but we're definitely gonna have to launder this. And it's gonna get in your face and your hair. And what I always did too is I always made contact. Like, you know, I touched their hand, I say, Thank you for coming. God bless you. You know, I I made sure that we had that human contact. And Stephen I didn't know at the time, you know, spoke a little Spanish, which I thought was very cute. I thought that was just simply Amazing. So we would be rappers, and you have to think, you know, there's over a thousand people, and at least 80% of these people wanted their food wrapped, and it's fast and it's furious, and people kind of clap, and, you know, we make a little show of it and so forth. But I thought that was so sweet because afterwards, you know, we get there at about nine in the morning, quit serving at about two. We made sure everybody got fed, and then we would have like just a you know a couple pieces of turkey and a little stuff and whatever and some uh uh, uh, uh you know Kool Aid or something or something that resembled Kool Aid <laughs> and wash up, you know you wash up down your elbows and your face whatever and get the stuff out of your hair, and on the on the drive home, I I made sh- I mean I, I would talk to Stephen a little bit like how you doing. And he would give me the nod, and that was a nod of, like, Wow. Wow. And I said, Son, Squire, you're starting to get it. You and I, and I told him, and and, and maybe this, this sounds terrible to say it this day and age, I said, You're lucky. You are so lucky. Well, Dad, what about you and mom divorcing? I said, You're still lucky. Your parents love you, you're healthy. You're getting good education. You know right from wrong. You know what's expected of you. I know teenagers can be brooding, and it's really kind of challenging and hard. But the fact, and I said it, the fact that you're Caucasian, the fact that you're Caucasian, you are so lucky. Because some people, because of their race, or because of, 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 of their sex, or because... of of their sexual preference or because of whatever are not treated squarely, have a harder time in life, a much, much harder time in life. And you were so lucky. And he started to get it. And I remember, I think this one year, I I always took him to a nice little restaurant thing afterwards. You know, we go back to the house, shower, shave again, go to a nice restaurant, and I would always hold this hand as I said the Lord's Prayer. And, and, and I remember one time he just gave me this nice nod. This nice nod. And he started to get it. And now that he's a father and, and, and his little boy, S.J.'s, you know, two, two and a half. And he spends so much time with that boy. Oh, I got to see S.J. a couple of weeks ago. It was so amazing. And he's starting, you know, he's always learning and I'm learning. That's the thing about life. We're always learning something. The older you get, the older I get in particular, I have wasted so much time and energy worrying about things that I had no control over, things that didn't matter. And to me, it's, 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 it's always the small things. But I'm so proud that Stephen got to do that. You know, it's, it's amazing. This, every holiday season, we, we, we just go crazy. We want things of no importance. We go out and spend time and money People go into financial debt, buying things for family and friends that, 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 uh, again, of no importance. And maybe this holiday season, because year of our Lord, 2021, after COVID, maybe we can look at things a little bit differently. Do we really need this? Is it really going to make that person happy? Is it going to make a difference in their life? The older I get, I find out just a smile. How are you doing? How is your family? Or giving out, uh, I, I give out these subway cards to people that aren't doing too well. Or sometimes, I, I, I remember I saw, and I'm, I'm, if I told this story, I apologize. I was driving down a back street in the Russian River, and I saw this man crying, a homeless man crying, on, on the, on, sitting down on the street, and a homeless woman just hugging this guy. And this guy says, I just want something to eat, and he wasn't doing well, the lady's trying to comfort him, and, 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 and there's nothing she can do, because she's in the same state, and by coincidence, I happened to go into like a Subway sandwich, and, 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 and I got myself a sandwich, and automatically, I made sure that they got, you know, a, a long sandwich, too, and I loaded it up, <laughs> extra meat, and, you know all the condiments and a couple bags of chips and water, and I put a couple bucks in per bag. And hey, it's it's Turkey, it's Turkey Tuesday. How you doing? Okay. And 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 they both just, wow, I'm alive and I matter. Now obviously I can't do that every day, and obviously I can't feed the world. You know, it's it's like Matt Damon had a project, and I still that uh, Mr. Damon is still working on that that he wants clean water in the world. The entire world deserves clean water. I'm going. Yes, of course they do. Are you, what? And of course, there's a lot of countries, a lot of places that don't have clean water. What I've learned in life is always the small things that really, really, really make a difference. And what I'm trying to convey, and I'm not really probably doing as well as I should, and I apologize. This holiday season, while you're rushing around, rush around less. Spend less. And take care of yourself more. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? I mean, we all get caught up. We all, I could, I, used to, I mean, I, I did that for Stephen. I remember one time uh, they did a movie about it, uh, a Schwarzenegger Sinbad movie. That they had to buy this Power Rangers flying doll thing. I did that, Stephen, back in the day, in the late 90s, mid 90s, he was into Power Rangers. And there was this one power, elusive Power Ranger that he wanted. Now, because I traveled all over, I got it in, like, Wahoo, Nebraska or something. Some hole-in-the-wall a toy shop. They never heard of Power Rangers. I'm like, oh, my God, I snatched it. I mean, I snatched it. Like, oh, I I wanted to give the guy, like, $10 more. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to be my son's hero. Just like in that Schwarzenegger Sinbad film. I'm going to make this kid so happy. I swear to God in the Bible. Christmas comes, and that was the last gift, the major gift. That's the last gift. I gave it to him. He unwrapped it. He actually just tossed it, flung it away. I'm going, whoa, no, that's the super Power Ranger red guy thing, and it does the things that you want. Dad, <laughs> now it's Pokemon. Oh, really? All right, well, okay. I mean, you know, it, it just is what it is, whether it's emo or Care Bears or Pokemon or Power Rangers or something. And yet with some kids, I mean, yet they get something so small, so little, and it means the world to them. Hence, less is more. I don't know. I, for me, I've always, again, since I had nothing. I remember one time when I was in foster care, and a dear friend of mine, Dave Howard, wrote about this. so He did a perspective on one of my books. God bless, David. And I moved into something called Leave it to Beaver Neighborhood, Norman Rockwell Neighborhood. They had never seen a F child, a foster child before. So it was like some criminal child, <laughs> they thought. You must? Did you? They, I, I think David and his friend Paul, dude, who did you murder? What? You must have murdered someone to be in foster care. That's what my mom says. You must be like a murderer. Cool. I'm like, no. And I wore just tank top. I had a sunken in chest. And I had this little tank top. So I guess I looked like a, uh, Pee Wee Herman of uh, James Dean. <laughs> you may have to Google James Dean. He was a cool cat, baby. Yeah. And I remember one Christmas. Uh, 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 Dave Howard's parents bought him and his sister just a plethora of toys, and and I got a couple toys, you know, which was fine with me. I wasn't I wasn't even expecting anything because you know foster kids don't get a lot of stuff. It's just how it is, and you accept it and you move on. And he wrote in his perspective, you know, I remember getting a dozen toys. He says, and I can't remember one of them. But my friend Dave Pelzer got a couple, and it meant the world to him, and he valued everything. Mm-hmm. And I thought. As a man at his four, in his 40s at the time, when he wrote this beautiful piece for me, I had totally forgotten about it, but he did, it had an effect on his life like, hopefully, Stephen. Now, as a parent, feeding homeless people, it had an effect on his as well. The small things to me make such a difference. And, and, and by the way, to kind of not be so serious, small things make a difference. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to write this down. Take a note. I've discovered something. I discovered you don't know about this I do cuz I'm so amazing at discovering things like this. discovery channel it's amazing but I discovered something called Baileys Baileys write that down Baileys must get Baileys I heard some friends talking about this I thought wow well, I got to check this out whatever this is and they say they take shots of Baileys I'm going oh I don't really do you know the the the, the patron tequila, stuff like that. It's like, oh, I'm too old for that. So no, man, just just trust us, Bailey's. So I bought Bailey's and I took like a half a shot and I sipped it. I'm going, oh my God, this is great. And of course I Googled it and I guess, I don't know if you know this, ladies and gentlemen, but I guess you can put Bailey's in your coffee. And I'm like, well, it's got a lot of caffeine and you want that in your coffee in the morning? Oh my gosh. And I did it one time. I put Baileys in my coffee. And it was like, oh, my God, so amazing. I love Baileys so much, I'm putting it on my Captain Crunch. <laughs> Not the one with the berries, this regular Captain Crunch and Baileys. But, uh, <laughs> of course, I'm joking about that. But what I'm trying to convey, ladies and gentlemen, on a serious note is, do these little things for yourself. You know, we've talked about this before. I call it the Mickey D factor. And, and, and I'm seeing this now with my grandson. Uh, for the last year, or maybe year and a half, Pavlov's dog <laughs> Stephen will take his son S.J. to Mickey D's, and it got to the point that that when they go through the drive-through, little S.J. in the back, it's all ah, ah you know, it's it's Joneson for the fries. <laughs> got to the point now they use two and a half. They drive by Mickey D's. You know, because they used to go. Their 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 thing is every Friday they go to Mickey D's. So he, Jasper knows when Friday is, because that's when Stephen's off work, and and Jasper doesn't have to go to uh, school. You know, the preschool thing. So Jasper knows when he gets up. You know, he's going to run around, do his thing, and when he gets in the car, he's so excited because they're going to Mickey D's, and sometimes they'll pass Mickey D's to do shopping or whatever, and he gets all crazy, crazy. And now he goes through the drive thru and he's super. Crazy. I gotta have my fries. I gotta have my chicken McNuggets. The little boy's going nuts. But now he's kind of like, yeah, chicken McNuggets, french fries. He just throws it down his mouth. (laughs) Pays more attention to the TV than, oh, this is so great. Because when you have something all the time, whether it's electricity or clean water or, you know, cable TV or internet, and something goes awry, oh, my gosh, there's a power outage. Where's my Internet? I want my TV. I want my MTV. i got to have it now. That's how we kind of get on, the, on those things. But what I'm trying to say is this. Maybe once in a while, rather than doing the Mickey D's, or it's like, remember when Starbucks came out? When it first came out, it was the coolest place on the planet. And you were more than happy to spend 5 $7 on a Laca Chocomoca uh, a latte with extra foam, an extra shot of espresso, wrestle messo, and a tall glass, whatever. Because it was an experience. And people got hooked. I know people that spend over $1,000 a month on Star Cracks. Amazing. <laughs> and there was literally one on every corner. My God, you couldn't finish your espresso, and boom, there's another Starbucks. Okay, i got to get my another fix, in a sense. And it became this kind of, you know, blasé, in a sense. When you do something and have something all the time, it kind of loses its feeling, its romance. Does that make sense? What I like to tell people once in a while is save up, go to Starbucks less, go to Mickey D's a little bit less, and save, Pardon me, save up for that nice steak dinner. Get dressed up. Have a nice steak dinner. And I guarantee you, you're going to eat slower. You're paying good money for it. Great service. Great piece of meat. And the potatoes and da-da-da-da, whatever, the side dishes. And you'll love it all the more. And do this, again, for yourself. You can't remember how many thousands of times you went to Starbucks, but you can probably say, well, I went to a nice seafood place or a steak place or, you know, I had a nice uh, salad place and so forth. Uh, I, I had a friend of mine, or have a friend of mine, uh, who was thinking about doing something for herself. She was retiring from uh, Cal Fire, and, 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 and she says, you know, I have an old, older car, and she used it, used it obviously to go back and forth from her home to the Cal Fire station at the Sea Ranch. So I'm really thinking about getting another vehicle. Something I really like because when she bought this car she was going through a divorce and it was years ago and she's remarried and moved on with her life and she's very, very good friends with her husband which I think is so beautiful. That actually helped me out a little bit when I was going through my divorce. I decided to take the higher path and that's another story of course. And she was looking at the numbers I'm pretty good with numbers and she was sharing some things with me and she says, I really can't afford it i don't think i should pull the trigger and i says well let's look at this can we budget this less can we put more into this can we move some things around can you do without this one thing or less of this one thing you know shop a little bit less on amazon which of course i'm every day i get a christmas present from amazon it seems and i told her something and it had an effect on my life i said sweetheart if you can barely afford it do this for yourself why because every time you get in the car, you're going to appreciate it a little bit more. You're going to get the options you want, the colors you want, the type of car that you want. And it's going to make you happy. And sweetheart, I said, you deserve this. She was coming up on retirement, and she had a decision to make. And a lot of people say, well, stay another five years. Stay another seven years. Stay another ten years, and you'll get more money. I said, no, bail out. If you can afford it, bail out, get the retirement. You can find another job to keep you busy, you know, and maybe you're getting burnt out on this job, and you have to look at the numbers. The longer you're in the game, the more you're going to be prone to injury. It's a hard, hard life being a fighter, fighter, firefighter, pardon me. (laughs) It is. It looks cute and sexy and da-da-da-da-da, but on, you know, on one side, oh, my God. You know, look at the fire engine, wave at the firefighters. But in the job, oh, my goodness, I've known so many people have been injured over small things. I've been injured myself a few times, and it's a young person's, you know, a, a game in a sense. And those were, it's like any job, you know, the more you're dedicated to it, the more you give of yourself. But, you know, what did Clinius would say in Magnum Force? Man's got to know his limitations. And I took the same advice. When I left Sea Ranch, and I don't know if I've told you folks this, I I did something that was a little foolish. But I'm very conservative in my money. I have, like, over a million points with American Express. I have over, like, at one point, I had over 2.5 million miles with United. (laughs) And I was saving to save because that's just my personality. It's a little bit because as a kid I didn't have a lot, so I hoard. I still have clothes I haven't worn in 20 years, but I'm keeping them. I'm keeping those jackets. I love them so much. He says, I have to wear them. <laughs> Maybe they'll come back in style. But what I'm trying to say is, when I left Sea Ranch, uh, within a period of 24 hours, I couldn't afford it, but I bought myself a, a, a replacement uh, Lexus, a little SUV, you know, a small little SUV, because I loved, I, I just, you know, and I thought about it and prayed about it, and, 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 you know, I got a pretty good deal, and I really couldn't afford it, but I swear to you, every time I drive it, I feel so nice and safe, and I'm comfortable, and I know this sounds horrible. I think I've kind of earned, uh, uh, earned it a little bit. I've sacrificed a lot. I've done a lot for God and country. And I'm starting to slowly, and hopefully I'm saying this the nicest way possible, I'm kind of taking a little bit better care of myself. I'm trying to work out more. I know I need to eat better. I know I should drink less. I shouldn't have that cigar. Cigars I'm doing better on, ladies and gentlemen. I have one like <laughs> once every three months now. But I have to look at my time and what I have left. But it does make me happy. And I always said, uh, you know, if I had Oprah money, if I had Bill Gates money, or now Elon Musk money, there's one thing I would do for myself. Every single day I'd have new sheets. Clean, crisp, fresh sheets. That is like the biggest thing for me. And, and here's, here's a quick story behind that. I remember... Well, it was an accident. My mother had stabbed me. I was about nine years of age, and she was drunk, and I was supposed to do the dinner dishes, and she's just rambling on, blah, 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 blah. She only does, always does. And what she would do is she would say, you have 20 minutes to do the dishes. But the moment she started to ramble, the clock starts ticking, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, just shut up, blackout, pass out, because I want to eat. Everything was designed, the chores were designed about timing and food. If I was 20 minutes and 5 seconds Later, into it, or late, no food for me. So I would lose days and days of food. And I'm thinking, God, I just need some food. Just shut up. Let me be your slave and do the dishes. And by accident, she grabbed a knife and waved it around, like, okay, I've seen this show before. Blah, blah, blah. If you stab me or kill me, who's going to do your dishes? So shut up and let me do the dishes. My younger brother, uh, Russell, at the time, uh, a little toddler boy grabbed her leg, and she was a little drunk and waving around, and thought she was going to fall on her face at one point. And because of the momentum and waving the knife and rustle on her uh, 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 on her leg, just above her knee, mother slipped, and she flung the knife at my chest. And the thing I remember was, mom was a nurse before she married my dad. I think that's how they met. You know, him being a firefighter, her being a nurse is I'm on the floor and blood's spurting out of my chest. Foom, foom, And I remember looking up at my mom, and this sounds... I don't know the word for this. It sounds maybe crazy. I smiled. Because I thought, oh, my God, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. Because now we can't hide the secret anymore. Oh, he fell down the stairs. Oh, he ran into the doorknob. Oh, he ran into a bat. Oh, he's slow. He's going through a stage. Mother always had an excuse for the neighbors, uh, the, the, the den mother uh, PTA people, the Boy Scout Den Mother Association thing, uh, the principal, my father, an excuse to her grandma, her, mo- her mother, my grandmother. I'm like, really? But I knew since I was stabbed, we're going to the hospital And my first thought was not food. My first thought was, I'm going to have clean sheets. When I was older, of course, and my mom bandaged me up, by the way. She, She bandaged me up as best she could, applied pressure and put like a tourniquet on it. And, you know, eventually, of course... I recovered okay. A couple of days after I was stabbed, there was uh, uh, I was sick, and I had to squeeze some ooze out of it and take care of it myself, some first aid. But, you know, I eventually recovered on that. But it had such an effect on me because I would analyze myself, Dave, you're starving. Why wouldn't you want food? Duh. Why wouldn't you want to be showered or something like that? My first thought was clean sheets. I remember years later when I was traveling in the 90s, starting my speaking career, I was staying in these motels, these very low-end motels, because you can save money, duh. And eventually, you know, through the years, I've gone from motels, and and eventually I, I, I was, you know, stay at a nicer hotel. And the first thing I noticed was, with some of these nicer hotels, they have these diffusers that blow was sent through the, 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 lo- the registration room, the lobby room, or what have you. And I thought, my God, that is so beautiful. The second thing I noticed is clean, crisp sheets. I would actually tear down the bed and find a name of, of these nice sheets and save up money to buy them. Because in my house, particularly in the house I have now, it's designed, it's a small little house but it's a clean home for me. I like things clean. I can't afford it. But two, three times a week, ladies and gentlemen, I just buy flowers. And, and I get my, my money's worth. I trim them. I change the water every day. <laughs> you know, I have these nice vases I haven't even used in years. I have these beautiful, nice vases. And I would never use them. I had someone come over. They were looking at the home. She says, oh, you're the new owner. I want to come see your home. You got a lot of things moving in and out. Oh, my God, I got to see it. She says, oh, that's a nice vase. I says, well, I got these other vases. And she saw them. Why don't you use them? And it's just a flip switch. I have a fountain pen, ladies and gentlemen, I bought over 20 years ago. A beautiful fountain pen. As a writer back in the day that you wrote in a fountain pen. I had it for over 20 years, ladies and gentlemen. How stupid am I? I only used it twice. Now I use it every day. Every day I use it. Because I'm going to get my worth out of it. I'm going to get the pleasure out of it. Something so simple. And you know what I love? I clean my house once a week. And once a week, if I I (laughs) can't, I'm backing off a little bit. But at least twice a month, ladies and gentlemen, I have my clean sheets. I have a nice topper on my bed. I paid a little bit of extra money for it but it's going to last me a longer time. And you know what I do at night? And this is one of my little things. I well, At nighttime, after I say my prayers and read and whatever, I wrap my feet at the foot of the bed so when I put my feet together, <laughs> you know, there's there's some sheets in between it and it keeps me warm. That's something I've done since I was a boy in the basement to help me keep warm. This is one of my little ticks. I remember one time I was with a lady and she says, you sleep like you're in a cocoon. I would cover my face. I would wrap my arms in a certain way. And I did not know that I was still doing it because I have been doing it since I was a child, sleeping in the cot, or on a cot, an army cot from World War II in this cold basement. And I thought, oh, my God, i got to open up a little bit. And I do that now. I deliberately it now as a 60-year-old man with my clean sheets, duvet, duvet cover, and my topper, you know, I kind of make sure my shoulder is bare, and I hug this long pillow, (laughs) it represents, you know, a human being, (laughs) I guess, and I'm kind of opening up, so maybe I am a little butterfly action, but my point being, ladies and gentlemen, is, you know, do something for yourself that's so simple. When I moved into my new place, or new home, rather, new townhouse, I couldn't afford it, but I did it. I made darn sure I bought new sheets and new towels. And they were—they were a little—they were a couple bucks more than than I can afford, but one, they're going to last a little bit longer. And every time I use them, I don't know—it just gives me that extra, extra joy. Now I know if you're a young person, you know, if you're a college kid or a high school kid, or you know, you still got roommates and stuff like that, you don't need nice sheets or nice towels, because they're going to get all, you know, (laughs) whatever. It it is what it is. But ladies and gentlemen, Unki Dave time, if you're like 35 or above, I want you to start doing things for yourself. I want you to really start thinking about taking better care of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, because you will be bombarded. There's always, like we said, the world is always going to be on fire. There's dynamite behind every door. This is the age I want you to really start taking better care of yourself. Now think about this. When you have sheets or towels, it's a very private thing. It's a very intimate thing. You know, you come out of the shower, you're going to dry yourself with some towels. You're washing your face, you're washing your hands after you go to the restroom. Sheets, you know. Uh, maybe you have PJs on, maybe you sleep naked, I don't know. But it's a very private, intimate thing. It's kind of like what I used to call, back in my day, underwear confidence. Underwear confidence represents to me is what you're wearing in your undergarments that no one can see. Only you can see, only you know about. It's a very private thing, but how you feel On the inside, ladies and gentlemen, and I know that you know this, is how you are representing yourself on the outside and how you deal with the outside world. Does that make sense? Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? And that's why, again, I keep going back to, you know, the towels and sheets. I think it's one of the most beautiful things that you can do for yourself. So. I say in this holiday season, year of our Lord 2021, after fracking COVID, do something for yourself. Don't go out there and spend your time and energy and money and put yourself in financial debt, which causes more stress, buying things that have no importance for people. You know what I love? I tell people, Dave, what do you want for Christmas this year? I say, give me a card. Cards are great. I put in my Bible. I used to carry them in my, in, in my fire gear. Cards are timeless. Timeless for me. Because I remember the exact time and place I got it and where I place it in my house. Cards. But do something for yourself. Do something for yourself every single day. Towels and sheets are important. They'll be in your life. You can look at them, they make you smile. They can make you relax, make you feel refreshed, and maybe give you a certain value that you forgot you had. You deserve certain things. You deserve to be, of all things, ladies and gentlemen, you deserve to be happy. That's why I say you're never alone. After a year, more than a year, 18 months now, we're looking at 18 months of COVID, of being locked down and tragic loss hopefully we are mature enough this thanksgiving might be the most important thanksgiving hopefully we can appreciate what we have now where we're at now and where we were and unfortunately for me or people like me i had to endure an unfortunate unexpected divorce but then again what a difference a year makes remember ladies and gentlemen every day is a blessing Every moment of every day can be that turning point that you turn the corner on your life's journey. You are not alone. Better days are ahead. And it all begins with you. And it begins with something so simple as towels and sheets. All right, my friends, I was trying to go, (laughs) I was not going to be so long on this show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dave. I gotta get going. Okay, all right. So that is basically our show, and I hope you got something out of this. I'm really trying to hammer a few nails on this one for you folks. I really am. I should take stock in towels and sheets. Let's let's do that. Let's go to Frontgate, our good friends at Frontgate, and buy some stock. But ladies and gentlemen, to be serious, I do want to thank you for your time and energy, and I want to thank my good friends at Pat Metheny Group and Pat Metheny Management for allowing us to use the beautiful songs we have in the opening and the closing. And I want to thank you for giving us a good listen. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, particularly in this holiday season, keep the faith. Have faith in yourself. Buck up, chin up, maybe take a step back, regroup, but have faith. You never know what the tide's going to bring in the next day. So ladies and gentlemen, as always, please do as much as you can for as long as you can, for as many as you can, particularly this holiday season. Give just a little bit more genuine thought and presence to others. So this is your host, Dave Pelzer, as always, attempting to try to save America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. So until next time, my good friends, please take good care. And as always, good day. Good luck and God bless.